And welcome back to the Daily Traders Podcast. This is episode number 23. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're moving along. Let's All right. I'm your host, Mark. This is my co-host, Jack. What's up, guys? And today we have a very special guest, Nick from Bull Trade Finder, 24-year-old independent trader and entrepreneur. It's good to have you, Nick. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's hop right into it. Let's talk about your story, a little bit of background, uh, your life background, how you got into trading. And then later on, we'll dive into some of your strategies. And again, we like these episodes to be, you know, educational, but we like to have some fun too. So we'll share some yeah. cool stories. All right. This is a quick disclaimer. Um, we are not financial advisors. We cannot give any financial advice. The full disclaimers oh, is in the description below. Uh, nothing said in this podcast should be taken as financial advice. All right. Thank you for uh, watching and on with the episode. So um, I started trading when I was like 17, basically going into my senior year of high school. Um, and really, the only reason I got, you know, started into trading is actually my next door neighbor um, was kind of in the finance world. Um, I also saw some things on, you know, obviously social media um, kind of got me hooked in. Um, and I always wanted to be, you know, that kind of entrepreneur type of person, I guess you could say. Sure. Yep. Um, so dove into that, you know, definitely got my, you know, ass kicked in the beginning. Let's just put it that way. Did you blow up any accounts? Uh, yeah, I well, If you want to say a blow up is really 3000 to like 800, then yes i guess mm -hmm. um you know going forward um i definitely blew up accounts so you know with that 3800 i actually had like a lucky streak in the beginning yeah. uh in my senior year from 800 to 52000 in 3 months dang but Wait, 800 dollars yeah to 52000 dollars yeah this wow. was all penny stocks so everything what? Not on OTC, everything on like the NASDAQ, NYC, like from 25 cents to like $5. Dang. Really? That's impressive. Okay. So what happened after that? That's insane. Yeah. That, see, that's, that's where the blow ups happen. So <laughs> yeah. the luck streak ends, 52,000 comes down all the way to 10,000. So in oh, terms, I'm, I'm oh. still up. Wow. Yeah. But, you I mean, know, blew it away. Even 800 to 10,000 mm -hmm. is very, you know, over a thousand percent return. That's wildly impressive. Especially, yeah, yeah. no, when I listen, when it happened, I it was crazy, it was, mm -hmm. it was crazy. So, how did shocked. you move beyond that? So, you're at 10,000 now, continue, yeah. So, you know, at that time, oh, he got some dogs. <laughs> oh, wait, one second. Wow, it's insane. That's crazy. Yeah, geez, like and, and, and three, and like I've heard people do that over like the course of like you know a year or two, but doing that in three months is insane. Very impressive. So, all right, okay, you switched locations because your dogs were a little loud. You're now outside. Let's uh, let's continue on. So you started. Let's see, you had ten thousand dollars. Okay, how did you how did you mentally get back? I'm you know assuming you worked your way back up to that fifty k. Yeah. So you know basically, you know. At that time, you know, trading penny stocks, it was at that time, two day settlement. Mm -hmm. um, and even, you know, one day settlement, you know, you want to get back to that $25,000 level to, you know, be able to day trade. At the time I was doing penny stocks, no options. So okay. it wasn't the cash account. And then next day you could um, trade yeah. again. Um, so that was the biggest thing in the back of my head. I, and 
you know, again, this is where I wish I had, I was smarter back then. I, but I, I should really say, um, you know, I basically went all in like every play to try to get back there. Yeah. Um, revenge. Trade. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, it worked because just luck. I didn't, I had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Seriously. You know, a hundred percent honest with you, no clue what I was doing, but it worked. I got, I then doubled from the 50,000. So 10,000 to a hundred thousand. Now it was like a hundred and like 6,000. Um, yeah. And then again, did it all over again, went from 106,000, but this time I stopped myself. I got to 30,000 and this is nothing oh, to be happy I mean, about. Still loss, yeah. Drained it right back down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to be happy about. Um, you know, you're still in profit, but still you're giving up way too much and way too short of a time. And I mean, these swings, you know, happened at this point now, you know, two to four <laughs> weeks time. So I'm, <laughs> yeah, Again, yeah, crazy moves because no I was, way. I was doing stupid stuff, you know, going all in, um, because I see, you know, you see all over Fintwit now, <clears throat> um, especially back then too, you know, you see people making a million a day. You want to be able to do that especially at a young age you're just like yeah screw it you know what do i have to lose sure exactly yeah and you try it and you know it, it gets you <laughs> yeah no so how did you finally like when did you realize all right like i actually have to learn how to trade like this gambling thing it's not going to get me anywhere i'm eventually probably going to just drain my entire account and be yeah. back to nothing so realistically i probably truly found my way of trading in college so okay i would really say like my sophomore year so at this time i'm 19 20 um and you know i i did the same thing over and over i would go from 30,000 to 200 then 200 to 50 like stuff like that oh um God. you know skipping yeah skipping that you know part Jeez. of it um finding my way to trade was really being like, wow, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in the green, but you know, it takes a toll on you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Those swings are exactly. Intense. Yeah. Um, so kind of just dove in, saw what was working, like why I was winning trades and why I was losing trades. Um, you know, started to take a more subtle approach than the aggressive approach. Yeah. So instead of going all in, you know, I'm doing 20% or 10%, you know, yeah. more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and then, you know, from there, it just got a little bit easier with that. So, you know, everything I preach now is consistent sizing, you know, taking profits, letting runners ride, um, you know, and the biggest thing that people need to understand is you have to take losses sometimes. Losses happen every day or, you know, maybe not every day, but losses happen, mm-hmm. you know, all the time yeah. you're not going to win every trade it's a guaranteed fact if you think you are um you know you're in in a way really you're not going to succeed in you know trading people hold things to 100 percent loss and sadly i've seen it um it's actually something i never done i would always sell way too early so you know i would sell when you know it's just down pennies at the time mm-hmm. and then to watch it you know explode up and <laughs> be mad to watch that move yeah yeah Um, but yeah, preaching, you know, consistent sizing, being able to find a strategy to, 
for example, now let me just do a quick example. You know, options wise, if I have five contracts, I'm trimming two or three at a certain you know profit target, mm-hmm. and then letting the other two to three ride um, with a rising uh, rising stop. Okay. That's basically how I do it now. Um, but yeah, I mean, are you so? Are you mainly swing trading, day trading? Let's talk about your strategy right now. Yeah, questions. no, that's fine. Um, I'm ninety nine percent a day trader. Um, I like to be in and out. It's just always how I liked it. Okay. With that said, I do do some swing trades. Um, but everything for me now is price action, uh, news events, okay. and mm-hmm. um, like FOMC and CPI, which is coming on Thursday. Um, price action, news events, and candlesticks. There's something that I think is very overlooked um, that you could trade almost, you know. Anytime. Interesting. Okay. Do you want to talk about your basic theories behind price action? Maybe your favorite setups. Yeah. So, and I'm gonna kind of intertwine it with the candles and 100%. the, you know, everything else. So, if I'm seeing like, and the most my most favorite pattern is a morning Doji star or an evening Doji star. They usually provide larger moves um, on the reversal. So, mostly every trade I do is a reversal. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to do breakouts and I still do them, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, but when I used to strongly focus on breakout trading and, you know, breakdown trading, um, there's a lot of fake outs. That's what oh. I experienced. Um, and with those fake outs, you know, you'll get in under or over the level that you wanted to enter. And then, you know, to see it go right back under or over that level and you, possibly get stopped out yeah mm-hmm. um you know with the reversal trading i felt like it's been you know a lot stronger conviction yeah. um a lot more success a lot more straightforward um and the trades have really worked out you know more in my favor so with the price action candles you know in the reversals i'm looking for certain type of candle you know spots if i see so and i'm usually looking for a larger or a medium, you know, size uptrend or downtrend mm-hmm. before I do the reversal. Um, so, for example, this morning there was a little morning Doji Star um, reversal candle, and that actually led us up to the rest of the day right now where we are currently. So I think it's like, and I trade futures a lot too now. So from SPY, it's up two or three bucks from where we are currently and futures it's up like 40 to 50 bucks so definitely Dang, okay. a large move there you know to be had okay. if you got in at that level okay interesting so you're 24 um you're trading pretty big size i think a lot of people are probably curious like how much are you trading and what are you size like what is your count and what percent of that are you sizing on a position also are you uh adjusting that position size based on your conviction of a trade yeah. So right now, currently, actually, I took out all my money. Um, what okay. I mean by that is I'm literally trading a 5,000 account, mm-hmm. actually two 5,000 accounts. So I started them both at 2,000. Um, and, you know, basically they're proven accounts. You know, I want to show people, and I've done this before, I want to show people that it is possible to start at a lower amount. Okay. You know, where many people, including myself, where I started, um, that you're able to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I like of that. Of course, I, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I like that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. 
Yeah. And I, listen, I've, I've done three of them so far. They've all been successful. Um, and you know, a lot of people think you have to have, you know, millions of dollars to make it in this world. And yeah, it's a, oh, sorry, not in the world in trading. Okay. Um, in, yeah, you know, it's, it's much easier to use that amount and, you know, work around it. Um, but you can still start at a thousand, two thousand, three thousand and be able to grow to a larger, you know, level. Um, so right now, yeah, I'm basically trading with 10,000. One account is spreads, one account is options. Mm. Um, and then I also have like a thousand dollar account in futures to kind of, you know, show them that it's possible there. So what's your um, goal with these accounts? Like, what are you trying to scale them up to? And how are you going about like sizing these positions? Yeah. So I'm, these are basically going to be my main accounts going forward. Okay. I'm going to grow, grow them and just continue to trade them. That money that I took out before, um, basically putting into real estate, putting into my other businesses, um, using them to grow now. Okay. Um, basically like I threw that money out and th- I'm, I'm basically starting fresh like everyone else. Wow. Okay. Um, so that's, cool. that's my goal with them and to obviously, you know, prove that you can make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so sizing, um, depends on the, so I mostly trade with options, SPY and SPX. Um, so I do just about 20% because, you know, at these levels of, you know, at 5,000, let's say I could get four or five contracts and that's good enough for me. Sometimes I'm getting in three contracts. I want to have enough that I'm able to do that, you know, trim and, you know, raise, uh, like size out. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting. So what was like the peak of like your account? Like when were you, so it seems like you've obviously made this money trading. Now you're putting it into other businesses. We can talk about like the other things you're working on. Yep. What did you hit like a peak on your account that you could share that you're like, that was like, when yeah. you're, like, all right, I'm going to take this out and put it into other things and do it again. Yeah. So actually on my last, um, my last challenge account, it was the spread account actually of it. Um, that started at 2000 in, it was the end of 2020. So going into 2022, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, sorry, 2021. Um, that, that, this is, yeah, this is the craziest one. So that 2000 turned into 732,000 before I pulled it out. No so, way. Wow. And, and literally like, yeah, no, it's, Holy it's crazy. And like nine months, 10 months, wow. but I was going, so with the spreads account, um, the way I do it, um, and we go about this, you know, further if you really wanted to add it in. Yeah, I'm curious what your strategy is with the spreads. You want to get yeah, so I do credit spreads. I focus only on spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing same day, so only Monday, Wednesday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and I'm looking for if you're, you know, easiest thing that I tell people to use is Robinhood for spreads. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Just because it's so simple and it yeah. kind of explains it a little easier. I used to trade um, spreads in Robinhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it kind of explains it a little easier. Also, it's just so quick to get in and out with the spreads mm-hmm. compared to other brokers. Like I used to do it on E Trade and uh, Weeple, and it's so much easier and quicker on Robinhood. So okay. I'm looking for, and this also depends on the chart, the trend, and what we're doing that day. So again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I look for credit spread. So credit spread, for example, um, what are we at currently? Hold on, let me see. 
we are at on SPY 384. So trend today is up. Mm. Um, and it looks like we're going to break out. I mean, currently, sorry that I'm looking away, but currently it looks like we may be flagging for a larger move to the upside uh, going into the end of the day. So with that 384, um, let's see. Again, sorry for looking away. I'm just you're trying good, to see good. a good example. So we've had good supports today at 382 and about 382.50. So I'd look for today on a 381 and 380 spread. So I'd sell a 381 put and buy a 381, uh, buy a 380 put. So in terms, I'm when you're selling the higher contract, um, you're looking for it to stay above that price. Yeah. Um, so if I was to do it the opposite way, um, let's say I think the market's going to go down. So we're at 384 right now. Let's just say, for example, you know, I'm selling a 386 call and buying a 387 call. That means I would think the market would stay under 386 by the end of the day. Okay. Um, and that's basically, I, I only preferably do credit spreads. I have done some debit spreads um, with it, mm-hmm. but I mainly stuck with credit spreads during that run. Um, so again, we're at 384 right now. Um, and a good example is I would sell a 381 put and buy a 380 put. And now with this strategy at the beginning, until I got about to 25,000, I would basically go 75% of my account. Now, the reason why I did that is because the success rate of this strategy and the way I was playing it was about 93 to 94%. And if I was to lose a play, um, you usually lose one to two plays priors profit. So, okay, you know, let's say I make three hundred, I may lose five hundred <laughs> on the loser, mm-hmm. but I'm making that trade back in the next two. Okay. And I've, I mean, I tracked it when I was doing it. I have to see, I have to find the document again. Um, but I basically had, I think it was a ninety-four point two percent success rate throughout that. That's insane. Year. Wow. And that's what I'm trying to do again now um, wow. with the spread account that I'm at right now. Well, I think a lot of the thing that people don't get when you're trading spreads, you're more betting on where the market is not going to go versus where it is going to go. So you're kind of, you're widening your range for success yeah. in terms of like how likely it is. So that's why, you know, people might hear, oh, shoot, 92% success, right? That's insane. Yeah. I mean, that is insane. Like 92%, that's wildly like, Very like yeah, like that's, uh, that's crazy. So yeah. And when you're looking at Robinhood, you know, and that's why I think it's also easier, you know, it kind of tells you the chance of profit when you're doing that specific trade. Mm -hmm. And you see all of them say like 88 to 90%. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, you know, things that, and I've noticed like a lot of people don't know about spreads. They think the profit is smaller, which in terms it kind of is, you're, you know, you're, with spreads, you're betting on theta. You're, you are, you know, wanting the contract to go to zero and that's how you win in spreads. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to put, you know, let's just say you have to put a thousand dollars, you know, in margin, I guess you could say, um, to make possibly, you know, a hundred or 200 and people think, you know, well, why not? I, why can't I just, you know, put a thousand in just regular calls, um, and make possibly a thousand, you know, mm-hmm. and it's true, you know, there, there is, you know, ups and downs or different, you know, I guess, risk managements to it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I 
I basically call spreads my second income. And I've said that for months on months on months, especially after that last account. Yeah, I'm um, sure. So when did you cash that account out? Did you like end up peaking at what is it? Seven? What was it? 740 something mm-hmm. thousand? Yeah, 732. 732,000. Um, That's insane. Yeah. I cashed that out in March. So I actually bought eight rental properties in. So I cashed it out um, then. And you have, so let's get into the real estate. You have how many rental properties right now? So 13 properties and 33 units in total. Okay, dang. That's pretty sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah, so you made that capital. You've, you know, you didn't get an investor. You were your own investor because you made enough trading to do so. Yeah. And that's also like a really good like proof to people. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that, you know, will hear you say stuff and be like, oh, no, he's just making that up. But then, you know, you can prove it to them. Like, hey, I have these 13 properties. You know, I'm 24. This is how I did it. And now that you're actually, you know, running this again and you have two accounts going and I'm sure you'll, you know, I don't know how long it'll take, but I'm sure you'll build those accounts yeah. back up. It's super cool. So are you posting those updates on your Twitter with the account, like following, you know, yep. tracking it? Okay. Yeah, I actually haven't in the past week. I was away uh, on vacation, but yes, I usually do. And I especially post it every day in, you know, my own community. Okay, and, cool, cool. That um, is cool. You want to talk about real estate a bit? Yeah, before we get into real estate, I wanted to talk about how, um, why you choose. I mean, I get the whole point of like wanting to prove to people that, you know, they can take a small account and make substantial gains. But I'm curious why, you know, you don't keep uh, one large account because obviously, you know, you're not going to make 70,000%, 100,000% on a $100 million account, right? That would be No, 100%. Um, no. But in terms of like actual dollar amounts, you're going to get a higher payout. Mm-hmm. So how come yeah. you decide to keep growing instead of just working with, you know, a million dollar account and then making a thousand, I mean, even if you, if you made a thousand percent on a million dollar account, that's freaking insane. Yeah. yeah. So like, why are you choosing to grow these super small accounts instead of just using proper risk management and applying the same strategies to a larger account? Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good question. And again, you know, it kind of forms around what I'm doing, you know, in other ways to build extra incomes. Um, so Another reason why I did it too at certain times is because I am ramping up to buy uh, more real estate or I am currently adding value to the real estate I have, as well as, you know, trying to um, acquire more businesses and add to my own businesses. Nice. Um, so, you know, that's another reason why I do it. Um, but yeah, no, I, you know, I totally agree. And this is like the first time I would really say that I basically, you know, have started from that low point. Um, when I did the other challenge accounts, I actually had, you know, accounts with 50 to 100,000 in it to also trade along with it. Um, but this time I am, you know, basically starting clean and clear um, at that 2000 mark and currently at 5000, basically roughly um, for each. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about real estate. Yeah, let's get into the real estate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, when did you start getting into real estate? So I was actually interning at a, it's like a financial marketing firm. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do is basically, it was basically cold calling and they tried to move financial advisors to other firms where they have deals with. Oh. Um, and someone that worked there, so I worked there for about three years. Right um, in college. college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, through, through college. college. Okay. Um, it was an internship I found at like one of the internship career fairs. Yeah. Um, 
And the one of the guys that I worked there, he was also 26, 27. Um, he was from Pennsylvania. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> me and him basically, well, actually, he owned real estate. Um, I did not, but I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I just know I had friends and family that own real estate and I, I obviously saw what it could do. Sure. Um, and I saw online, you know, you see everything, you know, um, what real estate could really generate in wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, with the asset and the cash flow uh, perspective of it, um, and he showed me this area, and he he was actually looking to buy more properties. Um, at the time, I had funds uh, due to trading. Yeah. Um, and and how old were you? Me, uh, at that time, twenty twenty one. Okay. So it was like three or four years ago. Um, that's when I first started. Um. And we acquired this one property because he needed some funds. He also wanted to, I also wanted a mentor in a way mm-hmm. uh, to kind of get into my first deal without, you know, jumping in and possibly losing what I have. Um, and we got into that deal. Um, and that's basically how I started. We got into that deal. And from there, you know, I basically just started doing it on my own. I kind of learned from what I had from that deal. I actually stuck in that, uh, stuck in that area and, you know, basically I've grown a portfolio there. Um, and you know, you want to find a real estate manager, a property manager, um, you know, a loan officer or mortgage broker, I should say, um, and just build a team that is going to be helpful for you and good for your properties. Um, and you know, good for your growth, obviously. Um, and that's what I kind of developed in that area and around that area. And that's how I got started. Okay. You want to talk about some numbers? Um, you know, what these properties are cash flowing, you know, how much you borrowed or put in, like just run us through a little bit. I think it's interesting. Yeah. yeah so other than that first deal, um, we did an owner financing, mm-hmm. um, going forward. So my next two deals, I did cash. And the only reason I did cash really? is because, at the time, I didn't know if I would get a mortgage mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I didn't really, I had credit cards, you know, I was building credit, but I didn't know if that would, you know, be an issue. I also didn't know because I was still in college in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know if they would really lend to me because income wise, you know, you have, I had trading income. Yeah. I had small job income, you know, W9 income. But trading income doesn't really account to what the bank wants because it's it can change, it's, you know, year after year. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Um, so I did cash on those two. Um, I kept them cash. I didn't refinance. Um, only reason I did that is because I already own them, you know, basically yeah. free. Sure. Um, and with those, so the property values of these houses are very low. Um, they're literally like forty to fifty thousand. Okay. Yeah. And, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, these things generate money. Um, so average rent in this area is like 600 to 700 a unit now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time when I first started, it was like 450, 475. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have some units that are up to like 800 and 900. Um, but so going off those two, one was a four unit at 45,000. And all I really had to do was very small, minor, you know, upgrades and repairs. Um, and other than that, I actually had to put a roof on it. So that was the largest repair. Mm-hmm. And actually the second house too, 
I had to do a roof and the same thing, small, minor, you know, repairs, make everything nice and clean. Um, so now those I have cash free. Um, and all I had to pay was taxes, insurance, utilities. And what uh, are they cash flowing? Those two. Yeah. Maybe one or two unit. Uh, yeah. One or two units. Um, so the cash flow on the four unit, which I bought for 45,000, um, generated gross rent revenue was 2,200 a month. Okay. No way. Um, That's insane. Dang. Cash flow on that was just about like 1,300. Okay. 1,400. So, you know, I'm making good money on it. And it, you know, you got to think of the the house price 45,000 and you're making 13 or 1400 on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great money. Um, yeah. and the, the other one was actually a three unit and that one I bought just about the same price, 42,000, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is right now it's 650. It's 1900 being rented out. So, and off the top of my head, I believe the cash flow is about 1200 too. So same thing about 700 expenses, let's say. Mm -hmm. Um, so off those I'm generating just about 2,600, 2,500, let's say, you know, simple math. Um, so $80,000 I'm making, or I should say $90,000 adding them up. Um, I'm making 2,500. That's good return. Yeah. Yeah. Good return. I mean, I, I'm not, yeah, I'm definitely not, yeah, I'm definitely not mad about it. Um, and being able to grow, you know, different incomes is what is going to make you successful in life, um, is what's going to make you financially free. And, you know, you're going to be able to do whatever you really want. Hey, we got to mention the sponsor of this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. This episode is sponsored by the daily traders.com. All right. Woo. Woo. If you want to learn how to trade, I actually, I don't know if you know, I'm, you know, I post all my trades. So like I'll say when I'm entering a trade and then when I'm exiting, so there's no like hundred percent transparent. And then I'm either making money or losing money. Last four trades have been pretty good, like 30 to 40% gainers. Anyway, I'll put the first link in the description. If you guys want to uh, join with the discount code. So what else are you doing besides real estate trading? You have uh, what did you garbage disposal yeah. company? So yeah, said? yeah. Um, How'd you get into that? Yeah, so me and my friend, um, we started this two years ago, or mm-hmm. just about a year and a half ago, actually. Um, it's garbage garbage removal. So, you know, think about one eight hundred junk uh, got junk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know them, obviously. Yeah, I've mm-hmm. heard of it. Yeah, so basically, go into someone's house. You know, people call you. Um, they want a couch removed. They want things removed. That's basically what we do. Um, we started that up. We actually, so initially we started it up to make profit, to buy more houses, um, and possibly start a restaurant, you know, in the coming years. Be cool. Okay. Um, now I don't know if we're doing the restaurant, but we're definitely using it for funding for rental properties. And the company has really grown, um, financially. We're, you know, really happy about that. At first, you know, it took some time. But now we're getting calls, you know, every day. Um, we Who's really have that? a good schedule. Who's running that? You? You're managing it, going, like, um, doing the the dump runs, or do you have employees? So we actually, right now, we're basically doing it ourselves. Okay. Uh, we haven't really gone employer route. Um, you know, if we do, it's usually just friends that you know want to do some extra work. Sure. 
at the time if we need you know if we need people for larger jobs in a way um and we're really growing you know pretty well um we got like 75 star reviews so that's good um we're basically becoming pretty good in our in our area that we're in you know currently in westchester sure um so, so why why okay why have these three different sources of income because it's like obviously you know you're making way more seven hundred thousand dollars i don't know how much you're making right now trading uh a mm-hmm. year versus you know the junk business it isn't bring it you know working yourself doing it it's not that huge it's like why are you it seems like you're spreading i mean it's crazy how much you have going on between the real estate the trading the junk business right um so why are you not choosing just to like focus on one thing trading opposed to kind of starting all the because i get the cat the like financial freedom thing but it seems like if one thing's making so much more money is your plan to scale all these other companies yeah no that's a good question too because so with the junk removal company, we're obviously looking to, you know, basically have other people run it, you know, okay. sooner rather than later. Um, that's the goal with that. Um, and, you know, it's grown pretty large that we're getting to the point where we're thinking about starting to look for, you know, that type of help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, trading wise, I could do it anywhere. I mean, I did it on vacation last week. Um, I could do it, you know, while in the truck or, yeah. you know, right before a job. Um so, you know, it trading wise, I could do anywhere. So that's fine. Um, you know, junk removal, obviously, you know, to, you need to be in the area, you need to be doing it. Um, but we're looking to scale that, um, real estate wise, nothing I really worry about because I, you know, it's not like I look at the properties, you know, every day, mm-hmm. um, yeah. that's just something that scales on its own <clears throat> and, yeah. you know, being able to find deals and stuff like that is just fun for me. Okay. Um, I love, you know, diving into new deals. I love you know, seeing renovations happening from where it was into where it is now. 100%. Uh, it makes me feel good. Um, you know, it makes me feel good that I'm also helping or at least providing a home for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is obviously a money aspect to it, but, you know, it's a feel good, you know, for me. Or that that's how I feel, at least personally. I know mm-hmm. some people, you know, they just do it for the money. And listen, real estate is something that will make you rich. It really will. Um, but, you know, it's a great feeling. Um, and like I said, yeah, trading, I could do it anywhere. I mean, I could be at lunch and I'm trading, um, <clears throat> be on vacation and I'm trading. So where do you go on vacation? I went to Florida, uh, last week. Nice. nice. Where in Florida? <laughs> uh, so near lighthouse point, Fort Lauderdale. Okay, cool. Okay. I was just down there in like the Fort Lauderdale, okay. Miami and then Orlando nice. area. So I went to yeah, college I have some friends there. So cool. Cool, man. Nice. Well, okay. So you have, I want to t- I saw this uh, tweet you put out and so you have the strategy and the past 20 times it's been tested. It's been correct. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to go over your FOMC strategy? It's pretty interesting. Yeah. So um, the FOMC strategy is very good. Um, it's not a strategy that I made. Um, you know, I don't think anyone could really call it their own strategy. Yeah. Um, it's just something that you could literally just go look back at previous, you know, FOMC meetings and, you know, see a sort of pattern and use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, you know, the simplest way, you know, you could put this strategy into use is at 2 p.m. Eastern, for me, Eastern, um, that's when the FOMC minutes come out or the FOMC, uh, 
data comes out. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear if interest rates are going up, interest rates are going down, or if interest rates are staying the same. Um, and you get an initial reaction off that in the market. You know, in terms, let's just say SPY, you know, you're getting an initial reaction on SPY. Um, let's just say it went, well, let's use the recent uh, data from last week. Okay. So interest rates went up uh, 0.75 uh, basis points. And Initially, the stock uh, SPY S and P five hundred went up um, at two p.m. Okay, so for people who are beginners or not uh, super um, involved in micro macroeconomics, when interest rates are hiked, they go up. That is bad for the stock market as companies, especially tech companies, aren't able to use leverage, and it's bad for business. So interest rates up normally correlates to a down move. So that's why the up. Just had to kind of clarify that for people. Who no, no, one hundred percent. No, that's great. Um, and you know, at 2.30, so when Jerome Powell starts to speak, the uh, Fed, um, you usually start to see a different move. Mm -hmm. So 2 p.m. is like the fake initial reaction, and 2.30 starts to become the real and opposite reaction. Yeah. Uh, and if you kind of go back, and it's been... So when I started really tracking it and trading it, it's been 20 times. Mm -hmm. Um it's been a hundred percent accuracy since then. Um, let's just say two twenty eight to two thirty three. Um, you know, time wise, I'm talking about. Sorry, um, that's when that move starts. That okay. opposite reaction starts. So it's either um, a pullback or like I remember but, watching it last week and it pushed, 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 and then topped out and then just sold off like yeah. completely back, yeah, back down. Exactly. What how happened how at, did you find yeah. the top though? Like on that move. Yeah, that, so that that's a good point. Um, the two p.m. we ripped two thirty, we fell. So, you know, finding you're not, and I guess the easiest way to put it is you're not going to get the top or the bottom on every move. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to get the top or bottom on a tenth of the moves. Mm -hmm. uh, not not even that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. No, it's really true. Um, so, you know, that's where. I kind of use my strategy and, you know, try to see where I'm starting to see a weakness or strength, depending on, you know, where we are, if we went up in the beginning or down in the beginning. Sure. Um, and at one point we had like a shooting star, mm -hmm. um, just about two thirty, and it didn't actually really start the move this time until about two thirty five, two thirty six. I noticed. Yeah. And then we had a big like thirty or forty point candle on SPX. Um, in spy terms, that's like three to four bucks. So large move there. Um, basically a 1% move to the downside. Yeah, I saw that. I was like watching this yeah. all go down. Yeah. Um, and then right after that, we had basically like a 50% retracement of that candle. So a dollar fifty or 15 to 16 point move on SPX. Um, and then we continued that down move, you know, mm -hmm. basically the rest of the day. I think we went down like hundred points after that spike. So you had a possibility of like 3% move in yeah. on Wednesday contracts too. So for SPY yeah. or SPX, you know, I saw people make like 1400% and that's what this <laughs> strategy could possibly do. Yeah. Um, Some people got killed. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Like oh, getting no. caught on the wrong side of that move or being stuck long when it, when that thing pulled back. Yeah. I mean, so did you, did you end up trading FOMC? Yeah, so here's the funny part. This is the first time I lost since doing it. And really? it's because I actually yeah. yeah, it's because I jumped in um on that 
larger first move, I jumped in um, and something I don't do, but I did it. And <laughs> um, I got taken out when it went that little 50% retracement. Yeah. And it just absolutely crashed after. Um, uh. Thankfully, you know, people that follow the strategy, I was happy to see many people won. Many people did very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, got a lot of DMs and, you know, I appreciate that 100%. Um, just trying to, you know, share knowledge, but, um, yeah, me personally, I, I fumbled that bag. <laughs> How much did you lose bag. on that, that trade? So when I do, so with FOMC and, uh, CPI, I go small, you know, I want to be consistent, um, because, you know, even if you put a thousand dollars in or $500 in, you could possibly walk out with 2000, uh, well, yeah, 2000, 3000, 4000, sure. you don't know. Yeah. I mean, you could literally make 1000 to 1500% on this trade. Wow. Um, so that adds up. Yeah. It, listen, yeah. if you put 1000 in and you make 1000%, you know, Dang. who cares if you made 1000 to 10000? You know, if you put in 10000, let's just say it went against you, you possibly lost 3 to 4000. You never know. Um, so for me, you know, it's more so being safer in that terms. Um, but so I put, I think like 1100 in and I lost about 270 or 280. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not bad. I think that, I mean, I think you saying that goes as a great example for, you know, any beginner traders who wants to get into trading. It's like, it's all about risk management and, you know, guys like you who are clearing multi six figures a year trading on small accounts, which is insane, making these huge percentage gains. You're not like risking the bank on like you, you're self-aware of like what type of trade you're getting into. <laughs> And according on that, you're, you know, sizing that position according. Because I feel like someone could be so greedy. In the exactly. Like, that, like, oh, these, like this, I'm 20 for 20 or 19 for, you know, 19. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and put, you know, 75% of my account on this. Exactly. Like, <laughs> do you like, what do you think the number one thing is that kills beginner traders? Yeah. And I think it's really that consistent sizing um, and, you know, kind of going into that and, you know, intertwined with revenge trading so if i was to go back um, to where i was in the beginning where we were talking about where i went from 2000 uh, 800 to 52,000, um you know if i had consistent sizing if i was playing you know much smarter back then you know that account could have kept growing and growing and growing um rather than going 52,000 to 10,000. so stuff like that um and you know kind of intertwines into revenge trading so let's say you win on one play with five contracts. Next play, you go 10 contracts and you lose. You're most likely, you know, down that previous profit. Mm. Um, and now you're like, oh, I got to make that back and make back what I had before. So now you go 15 or 20 contracts and, you know, you're putting yourself in a bad way. Um, yeah. You know, you're just adding on and on and on. And yeah, you may win. Um, but if you continue to do it, you're most likely going to lose. And revenge trading is one of the worst things to do too. And I see people do it all day. You know, if I lose a trade and there isn't any real trade for the rest of the day, I'm done. I mm -hmm. listen, I don't care. I've, I've learned my mistake on that. Sure. Um, and I, you know, I do do it once every month, once every two months. Yeah. I know as it comes back, you're never going to be 100%. Yeah. Um, but, you know, limiting that learning patience, you know, learning that proper risk management and consistent sizing is going to help you. It's going to give you 
a proper foundation to grow uh, in the future. Yeah. Um, and I think those are, you know, two to three real keys on, you know, building that foundation to, you know, become a successful trader. Okay. Yeah, Sweet. I like that. So do you want to walk us through your normal day? I'm curious, like between managing your properties, drunk business, yeah. trading, what does your normal day look like? Yeah. So managing the properties, I really don't do anything. If anything, I'm texting my property manager. Yeah. Um, and that may be two to three times a week. Uh, right now it's a little bit more because we're actually looking to acquire more properties. Mm-hmm. Um, trading, I'm usually up at eight, eight thirty, so an hour and a half or an hour before market. Um, always have my morning call at nine a.m. with on Twitter Spaces. Um, also including my room, my chat room. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trading, you know, throughout the day, um, and going on and off of that. Um, and then the junk business, you know, kind of just, we plan jobs accordingly. So we usually like to stack jobs in certain days. So for example, yesterday, uh, I was busy. We had four to five jobs and we just stacked it all in one day, get it done. Um, you know, to basically give us time to do other things throughout the week. Um, with that said, you know, we have more jobs lined up throughout the week. Like Thursday, we have more jobs lined up. And we kind of try to stack it, you know, one day for that to be able to, you know, in terms of live our lives, yeah. um, you know, do whatever we want, be free, work out, so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, that's basically. Yeah. I mean, my- you're, you're hustling. I respect it so much. Like, what are some goals you have? Where's the end? Is there an end? Like, do you want to get a private jet? <laughs> do you want a Lambo? <laughs> like, you know, I can't, I can't yeah. tell because you're very humble. You know, um, in all honesty, like, I don't, I don't need, I don't need a lot. Like, I guess, you know, I get you, you get to some point and you're just like, you know, F it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but you know, me personally, like, I don't, I don't need a lot. You know, I just want to be, I don't know. I just want to be financially free. want to be able to do whatever I want, go wherever I want, be able to, be around friends, family, um, you know, have my fa- uh, family be financially free. Um, and, you know, that's basically it. I mean, okay. I'm not really big into cars. It doesn't really bother me um, or toys, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that said, I actually always wanted a Tesla Model X and I did get that. Yeah. Uh, but go. it took me it took me four years to get that. So I, I I plan out things so you know i i feel like i'm safe and for me everything's safety that's always how i've been you yep. know money wise yep um trust me like i spend but i'm just saying like i'd rather have more income coming in to you know provide for that so i'm always looking to do real estate and grow in that regard and you know goals is to continue to grow that real estate business and you know get that booming because that's going to be one of the biggest things i mean it's cash flow that I don't, it just comes into your bank account. Yeah. Property manager tells me everything that needs to be done. I do it. Um, and so on from there. Then obviously the assets just rise and, you know, hopefully rise in yeah. value, yeah. you know, throughout time. Um, and go in that regard and then trading, just do it. Hey, what's your biggest day? Like what's your biggest gain in a day of trading? My biggest gain? Yeah. That, no, I like that question because that, <laughs> yeah, that was the craziest day. Um, 
it was on June 17th of 2019. So the year before COVID. Okay. Wow. Um, and June 17th is also my birthday. So oh, it was, nice. yeah, it was a crazy ass day. That's sick. Um, we were going out on my friend's boat because it was a very nice day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like literally it wasn't even before market was open. And this is when I was trading pennies a lot more than options. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, I only trade options and futures and spreads. Um, and it was like 9.05 and like this news hit on the stock NES. Uh, I don't even know if it's still trading anymore. I really don't. Okay. Um, but NES. And at the time, I like I saw the news and it was kind of slowly creeping up. But the news was so good and I just had to take it. Yeah. So I put in a decently large amount, usually um, larger than normal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was that was my first 100K day that day. Dang. And my friends were going, my friends were going crazy. I was having like heart palpitations. <laughs> I bet. I mean, like it was just going so quick. Like after I entered, it took about 10 minutes, but I was actually done right after the market open was open at like 940. And I didn't even touch my phone the rest of the day. I just enjoyed my day. So like, you made a hundred K in 10 minutes. Minute. Yeah. I'm, uh, it was more like 25, but I, I was out of that. I was what like, was, holy what was shit. The, what was the bet size? Um, oh my God. Honestly, realistically, I probably put like thirty thousand in. Okay. Okay. Um, I remember. I remember it was definitely half of the gain. So, um, it's because the stock went up like a hundred and like. No, it went from like two dollars to like seven dollars in like thirty minutes. Dang! Wow. Yeah. Wow. It Did it keep cranking I, throughout the day? What? Did it keep cranking after you got out? Um. Honestly, I don't remember. I think it actually started to fall a little bit. At that point, you're like, all right, I just made Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's like... No, yeah, no, I... I had a good... It was a good day. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I I shut my phone off. I Well, I didn't shut it off, but I put it to the side. (laughs) I didn't trade the rest of the day. I was out. Screw that. Hell yeah, man. That's awesome. Amazing. That that was the greatest, you know, trading day. Um, How old were you? I would say ever. Uh, 24. Sweet. Your buddies must have been psyched, too. Yeah, seriously. 24-year-old yeah, making... So how have you crazy. crossed a, a million dollars in trading gains? Like Oh, roughly? wait, sorry. Back then, I was like 21, but... Yeah, yeah now, I, I was going to say. I, I, mean, I just bad. assumed you're 21 back then, making 100K in a day trading. You must be pushing yeah. the million. Have you crossed a million in trading gains? Yeah, so I've crossed that. Um, and property-wise, I'm over a million in, I guess you could say, net worth, uh, property value-wise. Again, like okay. I said, they're all like 50 to 125,000. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay, small properties. Mad that's impressive. What, that's awesome. You're in the top 1% for 24-year-olds. I can I can say that. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really what I'm going for, but... Uh, it's cool. Listen, no, good it's good. It's, it's really, it is going to be super motivating for people listening. Yeah. Like well, very honest, like humble, genuine guy. So yeah. I'm really glad we had you I appreciate on. That. This has been a great episode. I think we should uh, wrap things up here because it's been a little over an hour. It's about mm-hmm. average length of our podcast. You have any final tips for anyone looking to get into trading? Yeah. Um, and it's not even trading. I'm just going to, you know, it's for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it happens, you know, every day um, or possibly every day, I should say. Hopefully, you know, not every day, but 
if I, I'm just going to put it in my perspective and then, you know, add on to it. You know, if I quit where I was in the beginning of trading and also when I had those downswings, even, you know, after being in profit, but they were still large downstrings, uh, swings, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. Um, you know, you got to push through the adversity, push through, you know, the failure and it's going to happen. You know, every loss, you know, learn from it. Every win, learn from it. You know, see what other people are doing um, and take the bits of what you like and, you know, what has worked for them and use it to your advantage, you know, make it your own and, you know, really grow from it. Yeah. Um, there's so many opportunities. There's so many, there's so many things to learn from. I mean, you got YouTube, you got TikTok, you know, not everything is, you know, shaking their ass on TikTok. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's so much more to it. There's actually some good, you know, content on it. There um, is. You know, for people that want to grow financially. Um, so, you know, learn from everything you possibly can and grow from it. You know, seriously, there use other people's knowledge and success, you know, take tidbits from it, mm -hmm. make it your own and use it to grow. Yeah, seriously, I like it. I love it. Don't give up. Don't give up. Because yeah, no, never give hard. up. That, I say that every day. Never give up. Never give up. I like it. Awesome. All well, right. On that note, thank you guys for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Daily Traders Podcast. Hey, hey no, it's we'll put can your they find socials you? in the description. Yeah, below. where can they find you? Uh, I'm at Bull Trade Finder. B U L L T R A D E F I N D E R on all platforms: Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Stock Twits. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, guys, go give him a follow. Awesome. Thank you for watching. Thank you so much. All right, guys. See you. Peace. Bye.